This is episode 82 of the Rising Man podcast with Troy Casey, Human Liberation. Good morning, Rising Man fam. Welcome back to the Rising Man podcast. I'm your host, Jetty Azuma, and I've got a very special guest for all of y'all today. But before I jump in, I want to make sure I announce a very special event we have coming up, our latest event, Call of the Warriors, coming up fast. This is a one-day immersive experience with a hundred other men. We're going to ignite our masculine power through the ceremonial war dance of the Maori people, the Hakka. My bro, Leon Ruri from out in Australia, who is Maori, is going to come out here and teach us the Hakka, and we're going to go deep into some processes, identifying the source of our power and releasing it together as men on the beach down in Los Angeles. Mark your calendars, Saturday, September 7th. It's going to be amazing. You can register now and get tickets at rise.jetty.com zuma.com slash warrior don't miss it it's gonna be awesome fellas okay my guest for today is none other than troy casey the certified health nut he has successfully restored physical mental and emotional balance to clients who have failed with all other systems troy's unique holistic approach uses simple nature-based philosophies that are accessible and intuitive His vision for clean air, water, soil, and equitable systems for all mankind in his lifetime drives his passionate work for personal and planetary wellness. Troy offers a vast range of services, including free video training, keynote speeches, group and private coaching, seminars, and retreats. His mission is to co-create what is truly relevant for mankind, clean air, water, soil, and peace on earth. He is also co-founder of Man Tribe, which is a men's organization down in Los Angeles. So this man has a lot, a lot of things that he's doing, a lot of ways he's serving our community. In this episode, we covered a lot of territory. Troy is truly a wisdom vessel with innumerable bits of information and insights to facilitate the great change that he speaks of. Among those, we spoke about modern day slavery and how global authority is complexly wrapped up in money and oil. We talked about how healing the planet begins with healing and liberating ourselves first. The mission of the Certified Health Nut and how he came to serve in the ways he does. We spoke about optimizing ourselves by affecting and influencing our human biology and chemistry. We also spoke about polarity and how everything has positives and negatives and how to create a better relationship with social media. So without further ado, Troy Casey. Rising Man audience, we've got another amazing man here on the show today, live from Santa Monica, California, down there in the in the heart of L.A., none other than the certified health nut, Troy Casey. <laughs> What's up, bro? Yeah, brother. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me on the show, Jetty. Yeah, bro. Really glad that you took the time to be here, man. You've got a very unique mission that you're on and also just the, the way that you approach your mission, I, I really respect and appreciate. So I'm looking forward to hearing more about that story and what you're up to and, and sharing that with the audience, especially how this all fits in for us as men. Because I know you're also doing a lot of, you're stepping into the men's field and, and, and creating opportunities for men to step into these dynamics too. So let's just jump in, eh? Yeah. Well, I'm going to start the same way I start all of these, man. I ask everybody the same question, and that is, what is the difference between a boy and a man? Okay, that's a good question. Boy and a man. That comes down to, I think, maturity understanding and awareness. And I think purpose may be the demarcation point or a critical demarcation point from boy to man. 
someone who recognizes their own responsibility beyond their own connection to the world. So yeah, I would say starting to go into the bigger picture and having a purpose that's for the benefit of the all. You know, yeah, I don't want to come off with my bias, but I'm just looking at my own maturity, you know, and how I grew up and shit. I didn't know who I was when I was a kid, you know, Mm -hmm. but you know, you go to college afterwards and you get a degree and then you get some kind of job, right? That's like kind of the path. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know what I was doing. And and then I was like, I asked in school, I was like, well, who makes more money, right? Because you figure you need money in this world, right? So they said, well, you need science and math. And those are more of the money jobs. So I started doing all my math that I didn't do in high school. And it took me a long time. And then I got an opportunity to, to, to model in Europe. And I thought there was a lot of money involved in that too. So I just left and did that. And that was a, an incredible adventure. But again, I didn't know who I was. And so or what I was doing. More importantly, what I was doing. I was discovering who I was, but it wasn't until the trials and tribulations of learning and the pain that you kind of grow into or grow through. You know, ultimately, okay, all right, let's boil it down to this, Jetty. How about a rite of passage, <laughs> right? Uh, Some decent, uh, yeah. decent, death-defying, facing either the dark shadow of yourself or you know, facing something that is you against the elements, you know, and that could be a death of a loved one. Mm-hmm. My, I think one of my big wake-up calls was sitting a 10-day Vipassana course. That was definitely mm. a good rites of passage. It was, you know, solid sitting with yourself for 10 days. Mm. So, yeah, I would say, I don't know, it's, it's such a good question, but, and thanks for helping me work this out. Yeah, I would say some form of trial and tribulation that galvanizes you into you know, boy playing around mentality to maybe doing something, being activated, knowing the world's a little bit bigger place than just your own myopic vision. Yeah. Well, that's great. You touched on a lot of things that are part of my definition or distinction between boy and man as well. And and when you hit on rites of passage, that's a huge part of at least the rising man mission for me is to create opportunities and, and dialogue around these initiations that have vanished from our society, our modern culture. Sometimes they happen naturally, like you said, the death of a loved one, but it's about responding, our response to those adversities that come up. And I believe it's it can be physical, emotional, spiritual, or all of the above. But one way or the other, you've got to go through some adversity, some challenge to find who you are. And I don't know if you're, are you familiar with Alison Armstrong and her work around the the dynamics of men and women Mm-mm. when she's explaining the development of men, she has a talk called the amazing development of men. It's like an hour long. And she, she talks about these different phases we go through that every man goes through. We start off as, as pages, you know, watching the knights and the, you know, the Kings, and then we become a squire and we're kind of learning from the knights. But then knighthood is all about adventure and fun. So this would be like modern day adolescence that as we know, can, doesn't have a specific age range. And what you said about adventuring and discovering who you are, that would epitomize what that stage is all about. But until we go through that, we can't really know what, you, like you said, what our purpose is or what we're here to do, who we are and how we give back to this world. And so I wanted to ask you to speak more about purpose because I used to think that purpose and vision was a fixed thing. And at least at this stage in my development, I'm learning that it's it's like having a, a true it's like having a star as a reference point that I can move towards, but it's not a straight line. Right. And it's not it and and I 
I can't predict exactly how that path is going to be. So how has that, dis, you know, pur- purpose and vision, how's that sorted itself out in your life? Well, it's like a treasure map. If you're looking for the lost city of gold in the Amazon, you know, ah. you might get caught up in a swamp, you know, might have to go around in a different direction. Mm-hmm. So purpose, dream, legacy. So that's part. That's a big part of the work that I do with my clients. And then, of course, the man tribe, when we do our workshops and stuff, we go, we go mm-hmm. a little bit deeper in that. Because I think it's important that man has some kind of roadmap to where they're going and what they're doing, usually from their heart's desire and the gifts that they're naturally given, which is the things that they love to do anyhow. But we don't have a lot of that permission. Remember, the industrial age school system is really making us cogs in the wheel of the, the, the corporations. And, and again, mm-hmm. like, you know, I, I even grew up on my own since so I was 14, so I put myself through school. But still, you know, luckily, I think that's what helped me think different, first of all. But I still did go through the school system. And that was like your, your only option. Now that the internet's popping up, you know, everyone wants to become an entrepreneur. Well, there's more opportunities. And actually, all the jobs are disappearing anyway. So the only thing to do mm-hmm. is become an entrepreneur. So purpose, dream, and legacy, I think, is important because it's like having a roadmap. If you're going to drive to San Francisco from L.A. and you start driving towards Phoenix you might not get there efficiently. And so having a roadmap mm-hmm. instead of just going in circles or just making money and ending up like a lot of my clients, they have the money, but then they don't have their health. They've subjugated their, their well-being, their joy. They lost meaning in life. And so mm-hmm. dream, purpose, and legacy, I think is the most important thing a man needs in their life and it's ever evolving. So I'll just state mine and what I've worked on in the last seven or eight years. Go for it. My mission is to raise human consciousness and change all systems on this planet. My vision is clean air, water, soil, and equitable systems for all mankind in my lifetime. And my solutions that I am speaking into existence are free energy, permaculture, self-care education, and the gift economy. I believe that a world without money and a world without oil are completely possible. And I feel that those two things are the pivotal apex of what's holding us back and the multinational conglomerates that are uh, intertwined with them from the media to the weapons manufacturer and the dr- drug manufacturers. So it's all intertwined. And mm-hmm. so utilizing the laws of alchemy, I like to speak into existence, no different than the Wright brothers wanting to fly like an eagle and speaking mm-hmm. into existence are solutions. Now, Nikola Tesla already invented free energy and zero point technology and Cold fusion is nothing new to the mind of man. It's just that we have to advance those with speaking them into existence. And going back to the school system, if you're in the physics department and you start talking about cold fusion, you'll get laughed out of a college, right? Your money-making potential opportunity. And so, mm-hmm. and if you're thinking different and you're trying to patent certain things, then somebody might get their hands on those ideas. So it's, we're living in a precarious situation that we've set up. It's definitely created us to this point. And I always look like to look at things in the positive so that it's basically just God playing God and God awakening to God ultimately is what it is. But what we've done is we've basically oppressed ourselves to awaken ourselves. And I think that's what we're going through right now. So there's no victims. It's just trying try, time to change the systems. The money is not based mm. on anything but a fictitious idea. So why can't I make up my own ideas? Mm. And so this is my clarion call to men and women. And 
you know, ultimate freedom. Nobody's free until we're all free. And so, and the debt slave system, the the, the monetary system, uh, uh, is a slave system. And so is the work system. And technology, we're in a like a perfect storm right now because technology is making many jobs obsolete. Number one driver, I think, is number one job. And I think that's all going to be replaced in the next seven years with driverless cars. So we're evolving very fast. We have to get solutions. And I think the solutions are already here. We just need to speak them into existence using the laws of biomimicry, the laws of alchemy. Biomimicry states that life creates conditions conducive for life. So we should be able to pull out of our natural environment, local environment, and produce whatever we need to produce without a big strain on everything else. But of course, hemp outperforms textiles. And of course, you know, the textile companies and the, and the drug manufacturing companies, they vilified, you know, marijuana back in the day. And hemp has so many applications as does cannabis. And so, so anyhow, it's just time to call forth, call forth the truth you know, let our plant medicines back on, on, on the surface of the planet, activate the, men, the boys to men, utilizing ancient techniques as you are using, as it, you know, speaking it into existence, as men standing up, commandeering platforms wherever you can, and speaking the truth into existence, because the heart of man knows this already. And so when they hear the call, it resonates. And so, uh, and not too many people are speaking this right now, Jetty, you know that, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. Well, I, I, that's let's 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 talk about this for a second. Let's let's dive in a little bit because you just you opened up a whole bunch of doors and every single one of them is really interesting. I, I, the one I want to start with is, I know in those little Instagram bios they only give you so much space to say who you are and what you do, and so I, I really I really latched on to that human liberation part of your mission because I think what a great way to encapsulate a lot of what you shared about what your mission really is. And so you said we're not all f- we're not. All, any none of us are free until we're all free. Correct. So what what are what must we really liberate ourselves from? And what is the first step in your opinion? Well, ultimate expression of self without harming another person. Mm. I mean, you know, within reason, we've got 7 billion people on the planet. So taking a shit in your neighbor's yard <laughs> isn't isn't too applicable. Well, that's a huge problem, you know? right? There's, there's, we're only growing as a population, right? And so even like you said, the solutions to a lot of these problems are becoming even more difficult by the fact that the population is growing. So I think that's actually one of the biggest problems that we have is that the human race is growing and it's, it's extinguishing so many of these other species and making it more challenging for us to cohabitate as our, as our needs as humans become more and more complex. Yes, I agree, Jetty. The only problem is, is the complexity of the bullshit systems that we have put in place. We could do things Mm -hmm. a lot better. You know, permaculture people, you know, native people that live off the land. We're shitting in the waterways and the airways and the soil and we're fucking everything up and, and we're shitting in our proverbial spoon and shoving it in our mouth and acting like, no, we're not, you know, and denying mm-hmm. that, right? So the fact of the matter is, is we just have to be honest with ourselves first and foremost. And then we're intelligent beings. We've got bioremediations. We've got, uh, you know, planting of hemp, planting of trees. My friend, Rudy Reyes, who is a Marine and a war hero, he put together his buddies that have PTSD and they're replanting the coral reefs in Florida. So, Mm. and Paul check talks about, you know, basically what we need to do on this planet right now is to, is to deploy the army to go plant trees. 
That's what we need to do. Mm. So, so the fact of the matter is, is we have to raise consciousness to get there. I work with, uh, Mark Joyner has done some consultant with me. He's an amazing marketer, but he, he was a military analyst. He was on the North Korean border, I think for like 15 years, really smart guy. He's on Facebook. And, uh, he said, look, the intel that he has is that in the next 10 years or less, anyone who wants a weapon of mass destruction through open source blueprinting and 3D printing will be able to manufacture it. So the only way around this whole situation that we've created is to raise human consciousness and then build systems mm. around it that are beneficial for the all and working with mm. the biosphere. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, and it's, I like that you're what you're saying. I never heard that piece about the army being deployed to plant trees. I think that's brilliant. I've actually thought to myself that at some point, not in the not too near future, I think one of one of the occupations that will still be available to humans is walking around on the beaches and, and cleaning them up. On beaches where there aren't many humans who don't regularly go, that aren't tended to by public works departments, it is astonishing. Like and 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 disheartening and terrifying to see how much garbage is washing up on these beaches. The first time I witnessed it, I was just I was just blown away. I thought that there, there this needs to be like a full time job for hundreds of thousands of people to to get this done. Yeah, and that's know? and that's not even in. Well, I don't know if you've been to Tulum, but you know all that trash washed up, and they have all those big algae blooms. I'm not sure if it's directly mm-hmm. a cause of all the corexit that we spilled down there with the oil spills. I mean, see, that's, look, my main conversation is about, with intelligent people is about oil and about money. Because until we can come to an agreement that we can do better as humans and then start talking about other human beings, you mentioned Tesla and people think Elon Musk's car company, right? Not mm-hmm. Nikola Tesla and all of his inventions. He had more inventions than, than Thomas Edison. It's already been in the mind of man. You know, they, the Wright brothers, they said that they were crazy and they cra- there was a plane that crashed before they flew. And they said man, on, the, on the front of the newspapers, it said man would never fly. Right now we just take it for mm-hmm. granted. So <clears throat> whatever the mind can, can conceive and believe it can achieve, just literally by speaking into existence, everything in this room that I'm in started out as a thought of man, right? Except for the mm-hmm, plants, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Even the man figured out the pot plants, right? So, <laughs> or the plant pots. We have to raise human consciousness. And I think the two major things that are holding us back are the oil and petrochemical byproducts, plastics, as well as the way the food is grown. Petrochemical byproducts are used to stick pesticides and herbicides to plants. Those multinational conglomerates, the, tech, the chemical companies, the pharmaceutical companies, the oil companies, the media, and the weapon companies, these are the things that are dominating, but it's held together by oil. And the Rockefellers were oil people. So the money has to be understood and renegotiated. And there's already some rumblings about the Fed happening right now. I think a lot of these things spiritually are playing out on the world stage as well. Mm. And uh, Let's talk about the money piece. Yeah. Real quick, because, uh, you know, the oil game is... Because that's the real slave piece I, I, right there. The, the, exactly. The, the, money and, game. And the oil enslaves other brothers and sisters around Libya and Syria and Iraq and Afghanistan and the Sudan and Darfur and Venezuela and wherever else there's oil. There's oil in the Amazon. That's how I got so hip to oil. And then... Mm. But go ahead. Let's talk about the money. But let's, but let's talk about money as... as 
and the slave system that we currently have. Because I think that's something that you could watch a couple of videos on YouTube, conspiracy theorists, but it's The it's- Century of Enslavement by James Corbett. And you'll have to dig deep because YouTube has, has censored it already. He just made a video yesterday about it. James, the James Corbett Report, uh, James Corbett YouTube, The Century of Enslavement. Okay. So, so educate us a bit. And I'm, I'm listening too. Tell me about what you have learned and what you believe about the system as it's set up so that we can understand the problem, first of all, and then talking about the solutions to it. Because to me, it seems like something that everyone has to, like, like the, you know, the, kind of like the 99%, everyone has to band together to realize that first that this is happening and second of all that, well, we all have to agree and, and make these choices so that we can overpower the system. But... I, I, I kind of question what that what that really looks like. I mean, money is a big conversation. So let me see how fast I can do it in a few minutes here. Money is lended and then they take interest rates out on that and they earn money on money that's not even there. There's nothing, there's no gold backing. There's nothing to back money. It's just a figment of somebody's imagination. And the Federal Reserve prints the money and the Federal Reserve is no different from Federal Express. It's a corporation that's outside of uh, the U.S. government. Most people don't understand that. In 1913, Rockefeller and I think J.P. Morgan and a bunch of other industrialists went down to Jekyll Island and they had a meeting about this. And they ushered this through the legislation and basically got the money system to be printed by the Federal Reserve as opposed to the government. So I... I, again, I don't want to bastardize it too much. Watch the history of the Federal Reserve by the Corbett Report, which is probably a short clip, and then the Century of Enslavement, which is maybe a 50-minute documentary. And that guy does a ton of research. So really understand the money. And before that, the Rothschilds set this up. And the Rothschilds were known to fund both sides of the war since Napoleon. So the money's being manipulated. And I think in one of Jacob Rothschild's book or one of the original Rothschilds, he said, it doesn't matter who makes the laws. When you control the money, you control the people. And so Mm. you have to understand the money system enough for yourself. I'm not calling money bad or good. I'm just calling for an upgrade here. I use money. Mm. I use oil. But it's time for an upgrade. So look deep into those systems, the money system, the Rockefellers. John D. Rockefeller was a was an oil man. And if you know the history of him, he tried to run monopolies or run other people out of business. They also started American Medical Association. And the American Medical Association, you know, only licensed state licensed doctors that can prescribe drugs. And drugs give you toxic effects. Side effects is a marketing term. Uh-huh. And so <laughs> the systems run deep. I mean, what I'm calling forth is the gift economy where brothers and sisters can give what they love to do. Some people like to cook food. Some people like to grow food. Some people like to take care of children. Public speaking is the number one feared thing out there for a human being. And I don't have a problem with that. So what my point is, is everyone has their own gifts. Michael mm-hmm. Tellinger has got the best breakdown on how this rolls out. And you can find him on YouTube as well. He's a fascinating human being and watch the video called A World Without Money. But the futurists are already talking about this, Jetty. This isn't just some hippie, Pollyanna, socialist, you know, uh, utopian (laughs) combobulation coming out of the certified health nuts head, right? The futurists are already talking about this. Peter Diamantis is talking about a world without money Mm -hmm. because we're not going to need it very soon because it's going to be all digital in the first place. So Uh. I postulate and I call forth 
a gift economy where people give from their hearts. And who will clean the bathroom blocks on Santa Monica Beach? I won't have a problem with that. I love my beach. If I got to do three to five hours a month or whatever to do some kind of community work, to live in a community that I love, and we've got the system set up with the local farming We've got, we've got, we're not running on oil anymore. We're utilizing hemp and building homes out of natural fibers and we're building mm-hmm. in more sustainable and, you know, these mud houses and hay houses and these earth domes and all these things are so easy to build. All you need is community. Mm-hmm. And so there are solutions, mm-hmm. not to mention 3D printing houses. You can print a house now in mm-hmm. I think 20 hours, you know, three bedroom house. That's so great. Technology is also going to catch up with us. So the solutions are here. I just... You know, it's about calling it forth if you understand the rules of alchemy that focus creates reality. Yeah. Well, let's, that's really great. I appreciate all that information. We'll definitely post up those links to those videos in the show notes. So that's speaking about the macro, right? Which, which is always a good place to start, you know, more of like the overview of the problem at, at large. But zooming back in, it sounds, to, it sounds to me like within that solution, you're talking about what you mentioned before, raising human consciousness, raising awareness. We need, we need every human to get on board with this collective mission and to do our, each, each individual's part. So you talk about cleaning the bathroom. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, I, look, I've been at this for years. I came back from the Amazon with stories of what was going on down there and nobody gave a shit. Mm-hmm. So the great thing is, is the food supply is so fucked up. Everybody's sick right now. As above, so below is the natural law of correspondence. So if everyone just pays attention to their health, and that's why I have my Ripped at 50 campaign, and I teach holistic health principles, and I teach you know basics, sleep, hydration, movement, nutrition. If everyone just took care of their own little real estate, that will elevate their consciousness. You're only healthy to the degree you're conscious, and you're only conscious to the degree you're healthy. So the more you elevate your health, mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually, the more conscious you become, the more conscious you become, you you know that you're connected to the all. So again, I go big picture because I'm already tapped in. But the bottom line is, and and Mm -hmm. all my mentors and business mentors told me you have to chunk it down. Fine. That's great. Let's meet the humans at where they're at. Who do you want to be? You want to get into the biohacking and the keto and optimize and go gluten-free because you got skin issues, you got joint pain because you're fat. When you're overweight in your 20s, your 30s, you know, whatever, there's plenty of problems out there. Remember, not everybody lives in California, right? So, mm-hmm. so you got plenty yep. of people that are out of shape and, and overweight everywhere. They're sick everywhere. Mm-hmm. 70% of the American people are obese or overweight right now. So we've got solutions mm-hmm. for that, guys. Natural solutions mm-hmm. all day long. And the more people that can go back to that, and of course, they're going to want it. I mean, look at the culture. Everybody's looking at tits and ass on Instagram and the Kardashians. So everybody wants to get laid. So ultimately, people are going to look on the internet and they're going to see who's healthy and who's not and the way to go there. Yes, there's plenty of fakery and fuckery and bullshit that's going on there as well. But the fact of the matter is all roads are leading. We're moving into the age of authenticity, the age of being yourself, the age of, mm. the age of implementation. The information is already there. The information age is over with. If you can't implement it into your biology, psychology, and and into your physiology, then it has no ballast in reality. Mm -hmm. So all roads lead back to the individual, and people are struggling right now. Autism rates are sky high. You know, kids have skin issues and food issues and allergies and obesity and all that stuff. So it's all, how do you oppress a human? It's like the cement on the shoot of grass. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't kill the human spirit. We're going to keep rising up. Mm -hmm. As the Greeks said, gnosis, praxis, intellicus. To know, to do, to become an ever-evolving mm. spiratio spiral of evolution. Right on, man. 
Well, let's let's actually, let's do this then. Let's talk about the basics, the starting point for folks, because I'm also imagining folks who can't afford the the green juices or you know a lot of the products. Like I'm thinking of the bottom of the barrel. I don't know anything about how to take care of my body. Where do you tell people to start? I'm sure it's I'm sure it's individual. You know, everybody's got their unique problems, but somebody who's the the avatar of the overweight, unconscious, not not taking care of themselves. American. What, what do you think are the building blocks? Well, let's go back to dream, purpose, and legacy. What does this brother mm-hmm. want? What, what does he want to do? Does he want to leave a legacy for his family? Does he want to have a family? Does he want to be an automaton? Is he happy with his life? Does he want change? Can he get naked literally and figuratively in front of the mirror every day and be honest with himself? What does the brother want? And if you want solutions, being able to afford is a mental construct. You create whatever you need. You're spending, most people are spending loot on all sorts of things. They're spending on new sneakers or, or maybe they're getting 7-Eleven soda pop or Starbucks coffee or, or cable television, you know, all sorts of stuff. What are you wasting your money on? Could you be riding your bike to work instead of, instead of driving? That'll help you, you know, get active in movement. And that is free energy within itself, a pedal bike or walking. Can you walk to work? Let's be honest with ourselves. Let's not be domesticated zoo animals, right? And then <laughs> when you start going into afford, you cannot afford not to eat organic food right now. Otherwise, you pay now mm. or pay later. You pay the farmer, you pay the doctor. Your body runs mm. on high quality biophotonic light and minerals. So you need high vibrational nutrition that's grown in mineral rich soil. You you can't afford not to have nutrients in your body unless you want to be a sick automaton, slave, drone in the matrix, you know? So you have to make a choice as a human being, as a brother. Do you want to be a victim or do you want to play the victor? Because there the internet's full of people that have lost hundreds of pounds and and you know, that one guy that was that was in a car, uh, a car accident or dropped out of a parachute or something, broke all his bones and started doing yoga. And two years later or something, the guy's doing full-blown yoga. So look, the mm-hmm. internet's full of this. Stage four cancers curing themselves with natural protocols. So the bottom line is, is anything's possible. Nothing's more powerful than a made-up mind. So go back to the mindset. And then, yeah, then definitely look at working on a farm, looking at getting a community-supported agriculture say So you, you, you get a group of people and they drive around and, and you fill up a truck once a week and you get produce from the best farms around. Or you, you mail order and you shop ahead. You know, you get high-quality meats and high-quality salmon and stuff. Whatever you can get high-quality. Remember, we trash this fucking planet. So if you're not eating the highest quality you can get, as it is, the environment's trashed even with the good food. Mm. So we got to do the best that we can in the moment. How about this? Breathing, that's free. Sunlight, that's free. Taking off your shoes, hugging a tree, getting into the earth, getting the negative redux potential from the earth's resonance, that's free. So getting to bed by 10, how about that? That's free. Mm-hmm. So these things are basic. Walking's the number one exercise, the best exercise for a human being, walking. Get into a good walking practice. Mm. Most of the people are doing high intensity exercise and they're overtraining. They're facing burnout. Most people are facing burnout because of the seven factors of stress that are in our environment. And most of them are unseen, chemical stress, electromagnetic radiation and pollution. People aren't even factoring in their digital stress. It takes 20 minutes to focus the human mind. And so if you're going from interface to interface, what's that doing to your brain? 
What's that doing for your brain activity? And so all these things are not being factored in and people are just stressed out and they're eating shitty food and they're driving in car and their hip flexors are tight and their glutes are blown out, their, their, their abdominal walls blown out, their glutes are, are, are deactivated. They got neck pain and low back pain. And so how do I know? Well, I think that's where a lot of people get stuck, man. I think that's where a lot of people get stuck because I'm, I'm also, my background is as a physical therapist. So when you start talking about the physical side, I really get that. And I've, I experience it myself too because I'm at a point in my life where we live in California. So in, in the work that I do, I drive around a lot and I experience a lot of what you're describing. So I think a lot of people get stuck in overwhelm of the magnitude of things that are happening to us. You, you just shuffled off, you know, a few minutes worth of stressors that we have in our environments. And so I think that it requires us to, to, to take bite-sized chunks of this. Like you said, when you, when you really broke it down to just going for a walk and getting in a walking practice, there you, go. I've seen, you, can heal your ba- you can heal your back pain by walking every day. That's correct. <laughs> just by doing that. And, and, and also removing some of the other stressors you talked about. Well, and I have a couple courses coming up as well. And so I, my stress management course was released this week. I have another breathing course coming up and I have all the workarounds, you know, buy a pull-up bar, hang for two minutes a day. You know, there's so many little things that you can do. Watch my videos every day. Pay attention to my videos on Instagram. I'm going to give you, I'm going to share some nugget of goal. Follow other people that you want to emulate. Find people that you want to be that have what you want. Not the talking heads. A lot of guys, especially in fitness are on steroids. They're on steroids and you know, most, most spiritual teachers aren't fit or healthy. Most, most healthy people aren't fit. Most fit people aren't healthy in my observation. Hmm. So mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual health, as much as I can see, and I can learn from everyone. Don't get me wrong. And I'm not here to judge anyone. I'm just looking for optimization in my own life. And so, mm-hmm. and so when I find those people, I like to study from them. I study with Paul Check. I mean, he's an amazing human being. He's an amazing human specimen. And I got a lot of my, a lot of knowledge from him as well. Yeah. And he's a brother like us, man. He understands the whole indigenous connection, the earth connection. I mean, once you get mm-hmm. it, Jetty, you get it, right? That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Once, yeah. And that's the thing. That's the other thing is that sometimes you're just, your eyes really have to be open and that's actually a good segue into talking about the mental piece and, and the, the willpower piece. Cause I, I, I've been there myself before feeling overwhelmed by the amount of things that I feel I have to take on in order to optimize myself as a human. And so I think that it's uh, important to talk about how can we, what do we do? What's our approach to optimizing our, our mental fitness, optimizing our mental well-being? So, you know, nothing's more powerful than a made up mind. So really, using the mirror analogy and, and figuring out what you want and then programming the mind to go in that direction. And that may also come down to some deprogramming because you want to, mind is an embodied process so that you are all mind, your whole body. In fact, the mind stores tension in the body, if you know, the, the principles of yoga. And so, and our traumas and everything can get tied into the spine. So, when we're out doing men's work, we like to do you know some physical things. I like to do more qigong to just help guys get mobile and maybe some hanging and a little bit of, little bit of stretching and, and stuff like that. But once you get into your primal animal, especially a lot of guys, they want confidence. You know, everyone wants to get laid at the biochemical level, so you you want a you want a good body to 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 do that with. And so a lot of my work is, you know, getting guys to take off their shirt, get into the sun, get into the sand or or the grass, really get in, activate their primal animal, their innate intelligence, their gut instincts, their intuition. 
And so you want to turn that on. So horse stance works good. Anything that you can get into in a full squat or a half squat and hold that, that's going to activate your core and that's going to turn on the primal animal. So getting guys in the right mindset to want to utilize their body and have a healthy body and utilize their apparatus to optimum performance. If they have some weight and they want to lose it, then, then, then lose it. Get clear and get close to people that have what you want. And so you can learn from them. Yeah. I mean, it comes down to mindset and then, and then ultimately, you know, it comes back to the confidence, you know, as a man. And so strong body, strong mind, strong mind, strong body, flexible body, flexible mind, mm. you know, as above, so below is the natural law of correspondence. So it's always, always at play. And so mm. confidence goes hand in hand with strength. So build strength into your body, you know, doing a horse stance, doing a full body squat, walking is the best exercise. So it's going to turn all the musculature on, get everything firing, get the circulation going. Uh, and then from there, you know, advance, however, it's going to make you stronger. Calisthenics, you can do basic, simple calisthenics or basic yoga moves to build strength in the body. So if you want to work on the mind, work on the body. You want to work on the body, work on the mind. Because get your mind right. What do you want? Everybody wants a strong body. Mm. I like that piece, man. I like how, how you explain them going hand in hand because I really, I really relate to that. I really think that's important. And another piece I think of when we're talking about health and we're talking about optimizing ourselves, especially for the generation of men that are coming up now, is figuring out how to have a, a relationship with social media that's not destructive to our bodies and our minds. And I'm interested in your take on it, being somebody who's so zeroed in on, on health. How, what is your perspective on having a, a healthy relationship with social media and, and just technology in general? Well, that's a, that's a good question. And so the way I approach it is there's two forces on this planet, wherever you go. So yin and yang, inhalation, exhalation, anabolic, catabolic, masculine, feminine, and so there's going to be positive and negatives about anything, including social media. So this is my take on social media. I can reach more people than I ever could. I've had a career in front of the camera for 30 years. Before, I was, when I did not know myself, and all knowledge is knowledge of self, so and there's nothing new under the sun. So we're all in a trajectory of self-discovery. Electromagnetic radiation is a stress, and so is going from one interface to another is another stress, digital stress on the mind. That's a, that's a double-edged sword. So I, I have to manage and mitigate it, and I do have an exit plan. I, I, I want off of these devices as fast as possible. I believe that the human mind can achieve this without it. I believe that these devices are prosthetics compared to the human body and the human brain, what it can do. But we're not there yet. So that's my exit mm. plan. In the meantime, what is, what is your exit plan? What does that look like when you say, is that like a personal exit plan? Like how you're going to get social, how to get technology out of your life? Well, the final frontier, I believe, is mind over matter. Mm. And so we'll have to figure out teleportation and telekinesis and all the advanced technologies we're capable of. Mm. But right now we're not there, right? We're using exogenous devices to achieve what we can in the supercomputer that is ourselves. So you don't think it's actually returning to a more, I guess primitive is the word that comes to mind, but a more, I guess a more simple living where we're not as dependent on these higher conscious technologies, but things that have worked for humans in the past. You think that it's continuing to evolve as humans to the point where technology becomes irrelevant again? Yeah. I mean, ultimately mm -hmm. I, I would postulate that that is possible mm -hmm. if you look at all possibilities and string theory mm -hmm. 
And so I, I would say that anything the mind can conceive and believe it can achieve. The Maori shaman that I worked with for a long time, the great Papa, Papa Joe, he told me the human being is the most technological advanced piece of equipment in the whole entire universe. Right. You know, they know their bloodlines and, and all the way back to their star lines. And, and I like a lot of the wisdom that I learned from them. So I take that at face value personally. Mm -hmm. And so in the meantime, let's talk about social media use. Right. So it's a tool. I can reach people all around the world. I've been making videos since I worked in the Amazon in 2006, working with indigenous cultures, working with ayahuasca, being able to share the stories, share the visions, share the rainforest itself with people, reach a lot of people, turn a lot of people on, evolve myself on social media, and then learn a whole bunch of new stuff and continue to share it authentically. And I'm reaching a ton of people. Now, what I tell people out there in social media land and my clients, if you are not making money online on social media right now, I recommend getting off the devices, getting a flip phone even for the stress factor mm -hmm. because it's a major stress on the body. Mm. And so I encourage people to join me in business because I have an online business. I have an organic superfood company that I work with and I have a huge team here in Los Angeles and uh, uh, around the world. And so if you're not getting paid online or if you are and you're an influencer and you've got 5,000, 10,000 people or even less, it doesn't even matter. Then, then monetize yourself online by all means. But if not, if you don't have a strategy to like change the world, and I'm not talking about selling garbage because that's not my values. Right, right. I'm, I'm, I'm selling holistic solutions to people. Yeah. So I'm, I'm selling natural food to people. And so, and just remember Mississippi and Alabama and certain parts of Oklahoma, they don't have food, right? Mm -hmm. The bait shop and the liquor store and the, and the, and the grocery store are all the same thing, the gas station. Mm. I have friends down in, in those areas and that's, that's where a lot of the obesity is as well. And so having something that you can share to change the world on social media is good. If you're pumping good messages down there and that's your artistic expression, good, do it. You know, in fact, whatever expression we're in free speech and I'm into free, free, you know, do whatever you want. But if you want to, again, you know, eat gluten and, and pasteurized dairy and GMO food all you want. But if you look in the mirror and you want to be a different person or you feel you're stressed out because you're on social media all the time, and don't forget, comparison is the thief of, thief of joy. Hmm. And everybody's putting on their best pictures from their vacations and their perfect bikini shot and everything. So people mm -hmm. are living in an illusion that people have better lives than them, that people get jealous and depressed and all this stuff. These things are true psychological phenomenons that are brand new to the world. And so if you're not managing and mitigating that and you're suffering from anxiety or depression, look no further than that and or the caffeine use that you have. Those things go in your play. They're both addictions. Interesting, man. Well, I appreciate all the wisdom that you brought into this conversation, into this dialogue, because I think that we, we went a lot of places and covered a lot of territory. In fact, maybe maybe we opened more doors than getting to the bottom of things, which I also like, too, because that leaves room for many more conversations. And your mission of awakening people and getting people to think differently and take action on behalf of themselves, I think, is really, is really a powerful one and liberating themselves. I, I really... Really appreciate that, man. And we'll have to continue this dialogue uh, on another episode at another time at another stage of the game. But before we wrap up, I have a few questions I want to ask you. Sure. So lightning style, like, you know, knee jerk reaction to whatever you've got. So what's, what is one thing you've learned that you wish you knew when you were 18? 
I don't, I don't know. I mean, I think my life is folding, unfolding kind of perfectly. Maybe Qigong, but I don't think I was ready for it. <laughs> How about this? What would you share with an 18, an 18-year-old young man who was just getting started in his life? What would be words of wisdom you have for someone at that stage? Well, I would say at this stage of the game, I would pay attention to what you're putting in your mouth because you're either poisoning yourself or you're growing new sets of neurons and eyeballs and spinal cord. and mm. So and know thyself as much as you possibly can. Mm. Great one. Cool. And what do you think is the most important value to have as a man? Knowledge of self. Knowledge of self. Love it. And uh, last but not least, man, where do you, where would you direct people to continue following you, hearing more about your journey, getting some of those daily certified health nut tips? Yeah. YouTube.com forward slash certified health nut, certified health nut, Facebook, certified health nut, Instagram, probably the hottest right now. Mm -hmm. I update daily there. And then my YouTube channel is going really well right now as well. And those are the best places to see me right now. Of course, TroyCasey.com and and certifiedhealthnut.com. But I run my businesses on social media currently. So Mm -hmm. Cool. Do you got any events that you guys have coming up that you want to mention here that we could uh, announce to all the guys who would be in that area? Yep. We have Qigong in the park this weekend, August 11th, and we're doing a couple of those a month. And then that's in Santa Monica and Venice. And I usually put that on my Instagram. And Man Tribe, the next Man Tribe workshop that we have will be August 17th in Los Angeles. And I'm teaching at Bala Yoga in Seattle, in Kirkland, August 25th. And then August 23rd, there is a Man Tribe Fire Circle in Venice Beach. I won't be there for that, but Alex will. And that's uh, August 23rd. I'm teaching at Bhakti Fest, September 26th and 27th. And then I'm going to Rhythmia in October. Beautiful, man. And, and you, both you and Alex will be joining us on the beach for the Call of the Warrior Hakka event that's coming up. I can't believe it's only like four weeks away now. It's crazy. Wow. When is that? September? September 7th. Yeah, man. Yeah. I was I was supposed to be out of town. Elliot Hulse wanted me to come down to uh, his grounding camp, but I don't think that's going to happen. Okay. Cool, man. Well, one way or the other, it's really great to continue uniting these circles of men having these conversations and doing good work. I definitely encourage everybody to follow you and the tips that you're putting out there, man, because you're truly walking, walking the talk. And that's at that alone to me is something worthy of worthy of witnessing in a man. So thank you for what you're doing, man. And thank you for taking the time to be on here. Uh, look forward to meeting you in person and yeah, continuing this dialogue in the future. Yeah. Thank you so much, Jetty. I appreciate you. You got it, brother. Likewise. Boom. I really felt like this conversation was a lot of opening of doors and a lot of information to digest. We probably could have spoke for individual episodes on any one of the things that Troy brought up, but truly I love the way that he reduces it to the simple things that make a difference. And what I took away from this is how we, how I, how all of us can optimize ourselves as individuals first and really walk that rite of passage into responsibility and being stewards of this earth from boy into manhood and really taking on that journey with some really simple strategies and not getting overwhelmed by the magnitude of what we think we need to do and just getting started on what we can do right now, today, and then building on that momentum as we go. So I hope you guys took as much away from this as I did. Troy's an incredible man. Make sure you guys go follow him, hit up his social media links and just tap into this well of wisdom because he's been doing this for a long, 
long, long time. And make sure you guys go and register for our Call of the Warrior event that I mentioned at the top of the show. You can get your tickets at rise.jediazuma.com warrior. Please don't miss it, guys. It's going to be incredible. Getting all of us together in physical space, belly to belly, learning the haka and expressing ourselves as men. Ah, that's what we're here to do. All right. Make sure, as always, you check out the show notes for links and resources. You can find that at therisingmanpodcast.com. My man, Julian Subic, has also been adding some of the bullet points from each episode into the notes on iTunes. And so that's another place, another area where you can access this information. So thank you, Julian, for everything you're doing, man. You, you're hooking it up behind the scenes, man. You guys don't know, but Julian has been publishing and producing all of this content behind the scenes. Once he gets the episode, he's doing the descriptions. He's writing out the intros and the bullet points, making sure you guys have everything you need. So big shout out to Julian Subic over there. Please make sure you guys subscribe or follow us on the podcast app that you are listening to us on. Leave those reviews, leave those comments biggest takeaways biggest insights but please 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 give us those ratings give us those reviews especially on itunes because it's really helping to raise our rating and get more men aware and visible of what we're doing here at the rising man also it is attracting more and more high-powered guests to be on this show which is like a never-ending resource that we need access to so please go right now leave a review leave a rating on itunes even wherever you listen to it even if it's not itunes leave those reviews because it does does help to lift the rising man up the charts really appreciate that check us out on instagram at rising man podcast where my man rowan tyne has been hooking up all the social media graphics and images he's doing some really great work over there and i could see that our community is gradually growing and so please share those up follow us if you don't follow us already and share the account with somebody else at rising man podcast a man a brother in your life who needs to know more about what we're up to shout out to the second half of my rising man power squad starting with mark Rose, my fire tender manager of our Rising Man Fire Circles, which happen every month. If you want to go deeper than what you're hearing on the podcast and you want to collaborate and communicate and express yourself among a community of men who are in the fight just like you, join our Rising Man Fire Circles. You can do so by contributing at patreon.com, patreon, p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash rising man just for 33 dollars a month you guys get access to myself my rising man power team and other fire circle guys who are coming in there who are bringing their challenges their triumphs and supporting each other in a beautiful way like that so make sure you guys sign up for that mark thank you for the work you're doing there and sean offenbach last but not least over at infinite melodics m-e-l-o-d-i-x he's on instagram at infinite melodics and my man has been doing just a bang up job with these episodes ever since we started we're 82 interviews in we're almost 60 monday morning meditations in and my man has had his fingerprint on every single episode and it's been impeccable so thank you sean for everything you do you guys should definitely hit him up if you guys have any needs because he's filling up right now i know he doesn't really even have that much room for people so if you guys want to or have ever wanted to start your own podcast get your own show going whatever it is uh, sean's got a lot of resources and a lot of skills to help you out so make sure you hit him up and every single one of you guys thank you thank you for listening thank you for believing in what we're doing here thank you for being a part of this movement for us to grow and express ourselves as men to liberate ourselves as men so we can be of service to the world that is what the rising man is all about so until next time rise up and claim your destiny destiny.